hello thanks for coming back into the second part of the denise episode uh if you haven't listened to the first one it's right before this one in the listing so be sure to go back this really goes hand in hand i feel uh, we make references and stuff like that so i think you should listen to the first episode first uh personal preference who knows uh but nonetheless fantastic episode coming from a fantastic recording session thank you so much to denise for being on here uh i wanted to mention a few things down below i'm gonna have my discord uh i'm trying to work on it trying to get everything started with it uh, i'm getting into setting up tournaments and and stuff with gaming so if you want to join that that'll be down below in the link or in the description the zach pack instagram is going to be there and the instagrams of who we mentioned in the first episode are going to be in here too uh, so like Denise and Gabby's side business and then Angie's art commissions, her Instagram for her art. That's also going to be in the description below. Uh, past that, I think you guys are ready to hop in this next episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. So as we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, <laughs> this started because Alex and I were Snapchatting about Pride and Prejudice <laughs> and I really want to talk about it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No. So originally it was, I can't believe you guys are rewatching all this stuff or this same movie over and over and over again. And then I took more and more time and I was like, you know, I rewatched some things and then mm -hmm. I just realized it was a genre difference that like I'll watch Jackass over and over and over again. Cause I love it. Eric Andre show. Cause I love it. Um, stuff like that. But pride and prejudice is something you guys watch over and over again as you called them earlier, time piece or period pieces, period time pieces. pieces. Um, time pieces like a watch, isn't it? Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> We're just all about misusing everything today. Um, oh, yeah, man. period pieces. So what is it about it that makes it like just stick out for you guys, I guess? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I think we have very different approaches to it because if it's one thing I know about my dear little cousin Alex is that she will watch a period film. She will watch one. I'm not that yes. big of a fan. I like Kira Knightley movies. I will watch okay. that. And I have a very specific passion for Pride and Prejudice from 2005. That's the one you guys both watched? Yes. Yeah, okay. there's very many versions of it. You're entitled to your opinions. Your opinions are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I haven't even watched any other P Pride and Prejudice. Like, I, I can't. I can't get into that. No BBC, no Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, mm -hmm. no PBS version. Oh, I lied. Yeah, in, I did see Pride and zombies. Prejudice and Zombies. Why are there zombies in Pride and Prejudice? Um, there was, like, <laughs> in the, like... Like the Walking Dead era? Mm, sort of. So there was like, I don't even remember what year it was, but it was within the last 10 years or so. There was this big push to take classic uh, novels and film, or novels, and just add like a some kind of spooky element to what it. What a twist. So there was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and there was another one that was, um, I can't remember what the other one was, but there I think it might have been another Austin novel. I only saw, or I only know about the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. So so tell, I'm curious, Alex, as to why you love that one. Because you, I feel I, like you rewatch it even more than I do. I do. It's a lot. Like I, I, I mean, said, three times in one week. I okay, I don't know if it's three times in one week. I it think was three times said, in one week. Well, you're counting it now? Cause Which button do you want to push? <laughs> oh, good. There you go. For me, like, I just, the way that, like, things, I, even though, like, obviously, times have changed, but the way that, like, 
courting people and like getting to know each other. Courting people. Yeah, you know, because it's not dating, it's courting. I find that like so sweet. But at the same time, like some of the things that like are in the movie, like a woman is only good for breeding. 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 Ew, don't say breeding. (laughs) (laughs) It's not okay. But like for me, it's just like the elements of. Like she was saying, like I can't even put into words. So like <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Basically, thank you. <laughs> the reason is I love it. Um, well, so the reason I really like that particular version is, yes, it's. I think it's when we were talking about this during our Snapchat back and forth that day. I think I mentioned something about how it's actually a story like a romance that is nice Mm -hmm. that the people in it actually grow to like each other and they have an actual relationship the story itself is interesting there's always something to learn um that particular version i think is pretty close to the novel i haven't read it since i was in high school so i could be wrong but it um it unlocked like a perfect like the cinematography, the soundtrack, and the oh, score. I have the um, You have the acting, the casting. You have um, that it's more, like, based in reality, whereas if you watch, like, the BBC version is the one that's compared to all the, all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you're comparing both of those, it just feels really stuffy. It feels like you can't see yourself there. And I feel like in the 2005 version, it just feels like, the like the camera work like we can talk about the cinematography like when you're in the house you actually feel like you're walking in the house yes you feel like you're there opposed to it being like a fourth wall broken where it feels like i'm just watching these like dead old people from regency era like regency uh era yeah i think it is not period england period period like the regency period of england and these people who i just don't get whereas like i can get living i can i can really relate to living in a house with my entire family i can relate to like we're hanging out and somebody suddenly we see somebody walking up that's coming for a visit and we did not clean today (laughs) so we have to rush and put everything away literally i'm working on my needle point like truly has i have had that experience um and so it, it just feels very like you can live in it you feel like you can put yourself in it sure and it's also romantic in a really nice way where it just feels like they get to know each other they get to like see the qualities that like you know the whole title pride and prejudice like you know there's like stubbornness and like them thinking like oh this person's like he's such a jackass like he ruined the happiness of my my sister but in reality like he was honestly doing it from the goodness of his heart you know and then her realizing finally, like, oh, like, I definitely, like, I messed up. He's not what I thought he was. He's actually a really good freaking person. Yeah. Well, it's like, so the name of itself, right, Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. you're not actually referring to only one of the characters because who's the one that's prideful? Who's the one that's prejudiced? Who's the one that's learning? I mean, a very real fact of that story is that um, Lizzie realizes that she's in love with Darcy when she goes to his house and realizes just like the enormity of his wealth. And I don't know if you've seen that part where they're at his mansion and you're just like, Oh, she actually laughs. She's like, Oh, I could have literally gotten married to this man. Is that where she like walks in and sees all the statues? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. See (laughs) that scene one. I know. 
Yes. So you kind of are faced with the reality of, oh, wait, am, is my pride and my prejudice, is it bigger than I can maybe bring my family out of poverty? And they're not. They're not in poverty. They're just, you know, patriarchy. The, the man doesn't, like, they didn't have any sons, so therefore they don't get to keep their wealth. But um, you also then realize who Darcy is as a person and not just this, like, stuffy dude who mm-hmm. thinks he's better than everybody. You realize that he has a lot of love and care for his sister. Um, eventually you learn a lot about his motivations and he reveals himself to be a not a robot person, but a real person. Yes, not like a robot amazing. person. <laughs> so there's there's just a lot of um. I think for when it came out for a very specific subset of people, it really spoke in a way that you're like, oh, I am just a young girl out here. I also am 27, and I also am scared, and I also am a burden to my family. <laughs> Um, I'm not I'm not no. 27 anymore. But <laughs> well, I was saying like, no, you're not a burden. That's for sure. Yeah, so it's just really relatable, I guess, at the end of the day, in a way where I don't think a lot of period films are, where but you don't feel like seen. It's, it's more shot in the woman's perspective, though, right? The well, there's also the Jane Austen of it all, which is that um, Jane Austen films are told from a woman's perspective, from an actual woman right. in a time where... Um, choice was not really a consideration or something that well there's that scene where the mom like loses it because she was made a very sensible offer of marriage and she said no and she was like i'm gonna die i'm never gonna talk to you again Mm -hmm. i'm gonna die in these streets like all she like all the mom thinks about is you know her children being married off and then what that scene like she's like is that all you ever think about and yeah, that's your job. That was in that period of time as a mom to only daughters. That is your job. Because to get them married off so they have a life. Once the dad dies, if they don't, if they're not settled, they don't have anything. And so yeah, and then when her like fifteen-year-old daughter gets married or elopes, it's the happiest day of her life. Oh my gosh, she pissed me off. <laughs> Alex is readjusting her headphones. Yes, I was readjusting my headphones. But yes, the the youngest daughter just, <sighs> <laughs> and that also talks a lot about um, what is acceptable in a society because with the youngest daughter she ends up getting like enticed by this older man who is a predator and ends up taking her away and sorry Darcy fixes it for her and then he um you know everything's fine now they're married and everything's chill. But had he not stepped in and fixed it with his money and his position, they would have been ruined. They would have been ruined. And I mean, at the end of the day, she, the sister does stay with him, and he's just uh, a trash of a person. For real, man. Also, I think uh, Kira Knightley is with him. I think they're, they were either together or they're still together. But he's a oh. fun. He is a doppelganger for Orlando Bloom, or who she was in. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean with. Oh my god. Let me tell you right now if they're still together. Wait, is the main girl from Pirates of the Caribbean and you didn't say it? Kira Knightley? I thought you knew. Because the whole time, okay, for everyone else listening, they were trying to describe where she's from and she's from no, all these that was Okay. Carrie Mulligan. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that's somebody else. Kitty. Yeah. Oh, that was even on the podcast too. We've been talking about so much on this podcast. I don't even remember what's on the podcast and not. We've been talking all day <laughs> like this. Um, yeah. Oh no, she's not with him anymore. No. Oof. She's with some. She's married and has kids, doesn't she? Yeah. Okay. She's with some dude who's, I mean, I guess, he's a musician. 
Also, can we talk about the fact that when Kira Knightley was in Pirates of the Caribbean, I think she was like barely 18. I thought she was older. No, she's young. She's only 36. Well, the, the original Pirates of the Caribbean came out in like 2001, didn't it? I'll tell you right now. It was 2003. 2003. I didn't realize she was that young. The hold those movies had on this family. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't watched them in such a long time. It's been a long time. A long, long time. I can never see Johnny Depp be another person than... Captain Jack Sparrow. Okay, Jack Sparrow. but if we're talking about Pride and Prejudice, we cannot... We cannot not talk about Fitzwilliam Darcy. <laughs> Fitzwilliam? Fitzwilliam Darcy. Wait, hold on one second. Would you name our child Fitzwilliam? I know if I say yes, you'd be like, and I can't name my son Flapjack. Or Ichabod. Or Ichabod. What do you think about the name Ichabod? Ichabod Crane. See? <laughs> Great American. Freaking um, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Boom. Ichabod. No. I just feel like, sure. It's a strong name. But why? So it's strong. I know you must be joking about the flapjack, but Ichabod, I, it's oh, going to be a no for the flapjack's me. Flapjack's pretty good. Okay, but mm-hmm. how many like, like what, all the all the uncles and theos and everybody, what would they call your that, child? That's what I'm saying. Like we need a name that I- you can Icky. say in English. No, <laughs> look there goes Icky. Icky. <laughs> Icky say in Spanish and in English. Mm-hmm. Ichabod. Eliki. Eliki. Yeah, because you know they always give us nicknames. Like Cristina's La Mona. I don't know what my parents get called. For me, it's Hannah. And sometimes they go like, Hannah Montana. <laughs> they came from one of my uncles. I'm like, really? <laughs> Karen, I don't even know what they call Karen. Oh, mine is Chinese. And then Chinese, which is problematic. Mm, yeah. Hey, come on. It's a good name. Actually, they call my mom Elena more than Rosa. So- Who? Your, oh, like, mom's side of the family? Yeah, my okay. mom's side of the family. So. Which I found weird, because I'm, like. It is like a crisis. Wait. Is that your mom's first name? Middle name? That's her middle name. Because, <laughs> you know, there's so many Rosas. I feel like they had, like, we're going to yeah, call you Elena. It's kind of common, isn't it? Rosa. Rosa. Yeah. Well, your parents' names are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many people <laughs> name that. I mean, let alone, I mean, Karen, I mean, her husband, Cruz. And and like our family, oh, my all have like the same name. My favorite, my favorite thing that's ever existed. <laughs> I I think you should tell it, but you tell it. It's my favorite thing. That like the names match up. That your sister and your brother in law have parents who have the same name, and they also have a middle sibling who have the same name except the other gender. Yep. Yeah. yeah so that is pretty funny. <laughs> so like. Our father. Like, this is one of my favorite fun facts that, like, I'll just tell people. I'm like, well, my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like out of all the odds, like she married somebody that it's only for one person that it doesn't all. And it's the line same, up. the youngest child yep. who gets to be an individual. Yep, exactly. So we have my father, whose name's Antonio, and then her Karen's brother well, Cruz he's been on the podcast okay, okay well Cruz his dad is also Antonio Antonio and his name is Cruz Antonio mm-hmm. little, little uh, extra um, some tidbit yeah little bonus and then, <laughs> and then we have the siblings which then comes into my name Alejandra and then his brother Alejandro <laughs> and then we have the the mothers or my mom's Rosa his mom is Rosa 
and then we have the youngest siblings. They each have their own names, but yeah. they're special. The, they don't. Christina they are the outliers. <laughs> Maritza. But like everybody else lines up. So it's like, oh, Rosa. And then both of them. Everyone. <laughs> and if we're in family parties, there's like at least four Rosas that like turn around. It gets it gets a little confusing. Or or they start with the comadres. <laughs> <laughs> padrino, padrina. <laughs> like which one? So I do think that if you had to choose between a Fitzwilliam or uh, what is it, Ichabod? Ichabod. Ichabod. I think I'd go with Fitzwill with yeah with Fitzwilliam a hundred percent. I'd rather do that than Ichabod. Billy, which why would you? But you could. I don't think I would call it Billy. Fitz. It's cute. Fitz. I already have some names, but I'm refusing to tell it because I'm yeah, be hella mad if it. somebody fucking steals it. We all watched that episode of Sex in the City. We know what would happen. I even <laughs> seen that episode of Sex in the City. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what would happen. There but anyway, what do you name. love about Mr. Darcy? <sighs> if you know, you Swim. know the hand flex. Yes. Swim. If you know, you know. I don't know. The way that he professed his like profound love and like admiration to Lizzie. How about how about he's a straight up idiot? I mean, yeah. <laughs> how about he's just, just stupidest person that's ever existed? <laughs> but also you love him. That's what love is, really. Well, he, his whole thing is he's like, hey, your family's trash. Oh. Everybody around you sucks. Oh. Mm-hmm. I hate that I like you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fought so that. hard to not love you. That's literally what he said. I hate that I like you. But like, no, not even. He's like, I have fought against every instinct in my body to love you. And yet here we are. So I don't want to suffer anymore. So let's do this thing. I look, he choose to like not hear the fact that, yeah, he like it definitely insults everybody. But like the fact that he's like, I tried not to love you, but I just, I can't. And I, I, I still love you. It's just like. That well, that's what, I, that's, that's what I was going to say. It's not so much that it's romantic. It's that the angst. <laughs> Listen, do you not love some angst? Like, he's out here like, I am a robot of a person. I have had to have, I have had to, like, compartmentalize my emotions for my entire life. And I can't control this. So, therefore, I love you. And then she's like. Oh, you love me despite all how horrible of a trash person you think I am? No thanks. And like the shock. Like, do you remember that um, screenshot from Pokemon with Pikachu? Like all shocked. Yeah, shocked Pikachu. Literally, mm-hmm. there's there's a picture of him with a top hat because he's that's literally his face. Shooketh, shooketh to the core. Shooketh. And that's like in any other kind of like romance movie that would kind of be like the climax of uh, how like the big conflict but there's more of it and then you end up realizing that like yeah the feelings are true but eventually you get to know each other as people Mm -hmm. and when they come back around to the ultimate like it's it's a daybreak the sun is coming up. Yes, There's I was going to talk the about fields. that scene because they're just like, and you hear the birds in the background and they're, you know, they can't sleep. So Lizzie starts walking in the, like the little field. His his <laughs> aunt came to her house and read her for filth mm-hmm. and was like, you're a trash person and you're never, your trash mouth is never going to be on my nephew's trash mouth. Now tell me that he did not ask you to marry you. And then she's like, I will not mm-hmm. and I shall not. And then she ran out in them streets and then they were there. And then here, here's like a little, um, I wouldn't call it an Easter egg, but I would say like, if you know, you know, again, that Netflix had the audacity to put out a version of it where at the end of the movie, this is not spoilers, this 
novel has been around for hundreds of years, and this movie is 17 years old? Math? Yeah. Math. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Close enough. There's a version where after they get together, they go and talk to her dad, and then he's like, of course, I, like, I um, give my blessing. Yeah. And Netflix had the audacity to end that movie there when the real version of this ending is that it's after their wedding, they're married, they're together, and they have this like beautiful scene of like, what shall I call you? Like figuring out what their names yes. are going to be for each other. And then she's like, well, well, maybe you'll call me Mrs. Darcy when you're mad. And he's like, I'm only going to call you that when I'm like the happiest I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, how are you today, Mrs. Darcy? Literally, I defy anybody to watch that and not scream because it's so romantic. It is. Is it romantic? It is. Like, like the way they set it up too, because like she said, like they're talking about what they're going to call each other. And then. I forgot what she mentions before, and she's like, "No, you may only call, call me." Um, hold on, I'm getting ahead my of myself. pearl. Yes, for and then, Sundays or something like that. But she, yes, that, and then she says something that she's like, "No, don't call me that because my my mother calls my father dead or something like that when she's like pissed off." <laughs> what was yeah. that that she said, Mrs. Ben or Mrs. Darcy? Like she would call me. Um, Whatever. The point is that it's beautiful. Yeah. And Romantic. Netflix had the audacity to cut that scene out. Why did they cut that scene? Did because they they're stupid. Did they say? Or that's just because they're well, stupid? Well, no, and then eventually they took it off of Netflix for a uh, while. Yeah. I was going to say, I haven't seen that. But yes, like the fact that like you can only call me that when you're deeply and profoundly in love with me. And then she's like, this is Darcy. And then he's like <laughs> kissing her like on the forehead, on the cheeks. This is Darcy. Like we talked about this off mic. I'm I'm definitely like a true crime, like I'm gonna watch a thriller kind of show, but you can pop on Pride and Prejudice any day of the week. <laughs> and I'm there. See, and you guys watch that over and over again and I just watch people get flung in with uh porta potties and like Well, I'll flip it around on you. Why is that something that you're like, yes, this is what I I would like to watch over and over again? Because it makes me happy. It makes me laugh. Well, there's your answer, babe. It scares me. Like, all the stunts that they do, I have to turn away for half of them. Oh, but that's a nightmare, though. Like, have you ever, like, gone into a porta potty since and, like, been fearful that they're going to tip it over? Because I'm fearful that something's going to pop out of there and bite my ass. Like, no, thank you. Oh, when I learned that like animals can crumb up, <laughs> can crawl up pipes. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I would I've never been the same. Die. Cool. Look, people like most. This is a little, little dark, but like, a, like if something were to what pop out say? of the toilet, that's <laughs> where. I, yes, <laughs> yes, but that's where I would die. Okay, and statistically, a lot of people do pass away in the toilet because they have like heart attacks in the morning. <gasps> That's that's really so. I'm like, if that even happens to me, and something like comes out of the toilet at me, that's it. I'm dead. You know, I'm they, leaving this day with so many more fears. <laughs> they used to, um, I think it was ancient Greece, um, with the aqueducts and everything, how they would have the, the toilets in their house, and it would take it away. It was like revolutionary, but like you can go underneath there, and they would actually uh, pole arm people when they were taking poops. That was one of the w- something happened where they would they would stick them up. <laughs> Why do you yeah. know this? Why history. do you know this? History class. Ew. Oh well, yeah. I would. When did you go through like a ancient Egypt phase too? I did. Tell people be like they I would stick the thing up their nose and pull it. Or yes, pull, pull and you know what that out. came from? All the d- the mummy movies. I feel like that definitely caused a boom because I remember in two thousand one, uh, I was first going to second grade. They had like, I never needed to be part of a. Um, child care or anything 
but all the kids around me were going to like the summer camp kind of thing. So I remember I did take like an ancient like mm-hmm. Egyptian class. And I remember like I could have taken Lego class instead of this. <laughs> Man, I could have been playing with Legos. So I was never really into it, into it. But I know some people get hooked with that bug. They just get way, way, way into it. For a minute, I did think about like being an archaeologist because I was like so into it. But I was like, it's a hard job. Like, There's no market for jobs. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, there's so many ways that you can do it now, but who who amongst us didn't have their I'm going to be an archaeologist phase? Well, I think a lot of the movies that we watched were because my dad is a big nerd, and so we would just watch them. So, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Oh, the, mum, I'm, the Mummy. Um, what else did we watch? He introduces to a lot of movies. Oh, Karen and him would watch. Um, oh, my God. What's the one with the vampires and the werewolves? Twilight? No. No. Imagine them watching Twilight. <laughs> Twilight. Oh, what is it? Underworld? Yes, Underworld. yes, Underworld. Oh, Karen's a big fan of that one. Yes. Yeah. This girl would sit there and like I would like put my hand over her face and be like, hello. And she, just she was gone. Mm-mm. She loved it though. Um, Harry Potter, obviously. Harry Potter. Yeah, anytime like we would like beg her father to let us sleep over and stuff, like we always knew it was gonna be movie night, you know? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes and I, these are like one one of my fondest memories just having like gone to the theater and then coming back and we were i think we were watching more movies and then we're like oh it's pretty late but i'm kind of peckish let's go get some uh, burgers from <laughs> what's it called uh, maxwell's maxwell's and we just went in the middle of the night and our, my uncle i love him to death we're just cruising down the expressway and we're just eating our fucking that was the time that sam stayed with us yeah the only time that that her dad would like we my dad had to ask for permission yeah. for her to stay and um, we eventually, like, had our whole routine down, like, how, who we would ask, and we would wait for the drinks to have been. I've, I've heard that yep. story, yeah. He'd wait, yeah. And but we had already done our chores. I can't re- I think that was, like, when we were a little bit older. Yes. And so we didn't go to the movie with my dad, and we got home, we got dropped off, because a bunch of us had gone, and we were watching something, and we were all kind of, like... I'm kind of hungry. Mm-hmm. And, and we're like, should we be crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and we got in the car and we had actually gotten on the wrong uh, ramp. So we were going south instead of north. And uh, do you remember like that we were like looking at some guy and then he was looking at the car at us. It was like yes. something crazy like that happened. Oh, Man. you know what else? Like so Queen of the Damned. That, like yes, that, Queen that of movie, Damned. all of those. See, I feel with uh, Aliyah. Alex. Alex has a lot more like knowledge when it comes to like movies and music and stuff. And I never really got into them like that. I give my credit to to my uncle and Denise on that. I guess. Yeah, say. I was gonna say well, the more you mention it, the more it seems like you guys really influenced her with that. And I just never, I never had that. Like music to me wasn't really good until I want to say middle school with Guitar Hero Three, which I know you also played shit ton of guitar, <laughs> guitar hero three playlist is still on my, my sing star was where it was at sing star is that a karaoke one yeah basically we, we would do like come on eileen um what else did there was um like the pretenders there was all these songs that we would sing because Gosh. we did have guitar hero but yeah we had um sing star and that was all we would do for like a good amount of years just at parties and everything, we would always go into their room and we're like, all right, we're ready. <laughs> Who's singing? Who's doing this first? <laughs> Good times, man. Time flies. Yeah, time does fly. <sighs> I was going to say, now we're all almost 30, but I mean, 
not yep. everyone nope. is. Now we it's got like, It's like half and half who's 30, who's not 30 and shit. Yeah, we oh, got jobs. Yeah. You guys are our, our babies because um, we got two more me, years. And the, me and the older older half of, <laughs> of this crew. <laughs> We're almost there. We only got yeah, two years. Like a year and a Honestly, half, I don't think it's fair because I was truly like in my mid-20s when the pandemic started and now I'm old. No, that's not okay. Excuse me, I'd like those two years back. Thank you. Like, who, who, who can I talk to? Can I become a Karen? <laughs> who was the manager? Well, that was a big deal. They were like, oh, well, if, if you close down this, my child won't get to experience prom. My mom would have threw a fit if I didn't get to go to prom. You think so? Yeah. One of the things is she went to prom because she felt that if she didn't go later in life, she would think and regret that she didn't go to prom. So she made it a big deal where I had to go to prom. I was such a contrarian when I was in high school. Like I just like would never want to do anything. And I was like, I'm cool. I'm, but I'm so grateful to teenage me for going and actually having a really great time. I did get stepped on by like another girl, like her heel almost Ooh. went into my, sh- my toe. Oof. Wasn't that bad though. But, um, I did like walk around downtown with my shoes in my hand and we, you know, what song always, um, reminds me, um, that Pitbull song that was really popular. Oh my god, what song is it? Fireball. No, no. that was after that. Um, um, two thousand nine or yeah, two thousand nine. No. Dating myself, but that oh, that song every time Let it comes up. Let me just up, pull up my list real quick. There's that song and Coldplay "Viva La Vida." That's like yes. my senior year in high school in a nutshell. But you were talking about music, and I, I definitely um, that's another one of my passions. Oh, and I don't, I don't think we, you and I have ever talked about music or what kind of music you like. Um, I feel like we probably have. I'm all over the place. Similar. To be honest. Um, I've been going through a lot of different phases with music. Well, I mm-hmm. have like lo-fi playlists like crazy. And through lo-fi, that's actually gotten me to kind of like more of like traditional like beat style rap. Mm-hmm. Like with crews like Wu-Tang and stuff like that. Um, fun fact about the Wu-Tang. Uh, I had an ex-girlfriend. Ain't nothing to fuck with. That I, I had an ex-girlfriend who said I was too white for Wu Tang. That's incorrect because yeah. um, and now I'm not with that girl anymore, right? Right, well, wife. The right That's choice. Right. Uh, yeah, I think if you look at the demographics of people who like Wu Tang, it's it's quite very. You would you would find some similarities. Have you watched the Wu Tang documentary? No. Documentary. Cruz has been telling me too. That's why it's I said really good. The worst thing is like if I want to watch something without Alex. I feel bad. Then we we'll always watch <laughs> something together and never finish it. So we always are on that. I limbo don't like if you were to watch something, I wouldn't be mad. Like I'll just watch it on my own. I'm not that type of person. Yeah. You should talk to Gabby. Like she, I don't think you would know this about her, but she loves hip hop documentaries a nice. lot. Well, I love documentaries in general. Like documentaries can kind of like change if I want to get into a hobby or like mm. get into something strictly because you learn so much about it. Okay, well, what's your favorite documentary that you've seen recently? Favorite documentary recently? I can't even think of one. Maybe just in general, I guess. I think, oh, I don't know. My The first thing that comes to mind is um, the Michael Jordan one. Oh, yeah, that one That one is fantastic. The Last Dance? Yeah, there you go. Um, my absolute favorite one, though, that I've I've watched for ages that didn't have the right to be as good as it was. It actually first aired on G4 TV. Um, it's called Super Jaime. And it was supposed mm-hmm. to be like a comedy, but it actually went through like the uh, the problems of California getting raided when they had medical cannabis and they started doing mm-hmm. the medical and stuff. Um, but it was Doug Benson and he... Oh, yeah. He has, he has a podcast, right? I, I, I think he had one that was Get get High with Doug mm-hmm. or Get Doug with High or something like that. 
Um, <laughs> and Jack Black got really, really, really stoned, and he like get me off this podcast, and he made him sit there, and it's awkward as fuck. Um, but his idea was, I'm going to be sober for 30 days, and mark what it has on my health mm-hmm. to do, because again, no one really had any statistics or any yeah. whatever research. And the next 30 days, he got blazed the whole fucking time. And he just, at some point, he's just like, why am I doing this? Like, so It's like a playoff of Super Size Me. Exactly. Okay. Oh, I um, remember when uh, they made us watch that. <laughs> I, I do like things that open your eyes. Like, I, I remember watching, was it Food, not Food Inc. There, there was a... Food Inc. Well, Food Inc. was one, but there was one that was more specific to, like, being a vegan and how it, like, make your chances of living so much better or something like that. Yeah, veganism is kind of problematic, though. Yeah, it's all... There's always an issue with anything. Yeah, it's, it's, a lot of it is waste, based in white supremacy. Unfortunately. Veganism? Yeah. All right. Well, Karen's going to be here soon, but I do want to... We're going to do another podcast with that, because <laughs> that statement alone has me interested. Um, but, yeah, there, there was some other ones that I've been watching recently, and then I'll just watch, like... The reason I can't think of a name of one right off the bat is because so many of them are on YouTube. Okay. And so many of them, like, when they when it comes down to it, it's just, like, why this character wasn't in this video game. But it's a deep dive of to why, okay, so it's like, like, the whole thing for this game is, like, why why you don't have this character and why. So would you say a lot of it is, like, based on, like, pop culture and learning about, like, pop culture history? Yeah. I, I Do you like, um, like, movie history? Because there's that show, um, what is it? It's on Netflix. It's, um... The movies that made us. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. seen it. It's actually really, really good. It's on Netflix, it, though? And it's really, it's really funny. So I think you you would probably like it. But they have like Jurassic Park, Pretty Woman. They have Forrest Pretty Gump. Woman. They did a they did a season which was just like horror films. That reminds me of the movie that, given the chance, it's the movie that you always pick. Is it Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that during that's, our snap, that's, that's our snap, Snapchat back and forth. That's my favorite movie. Um, favorite horror movie, I should say. Because favorite movie, I'd have to think about that a little Oh, bit. God. Yeah, I, I don't even know what it would Too be. Too many. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't know what to choose either. There's I so many like categories to it. Like, ones, what's my favorite movie to rewatch? We've already discussed it. Yeah. What's my favorite, Facts. like, um, older movie? Vertigo. Anything Hitchcock? Let's go. Um, I don't think I've seen that one. The shock on my face because I'm so excited. I want <laughs> yeah. so badly to have to have the opportunity to watch that movie again for the first time. That that's Cabin in the Woods for me because I don't know why I watched it for the first time, but I'm not really huge into horror movies. Was not um and that just kind of Chris yeah. Hemsworth in that? Am I he thinking? was okay. Yeah, he was the jock character. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. That's before he got his start with from 1958. Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. How far away is Karen? Can we can we get that? Because that's going to dictate when the dogs go wild, and that's when we're going to have to stop the podcast. Mm, calculating one How moment. long have we been going? One forty-one forty-three. <laughs> what if I'm like I want to I want to set the record for the longest podcast? The one um, with PJ was wild. I don't know how long that. We one have was. like thirty minutes. We was might. there anything else you wanted to talk about that we can like knock out? And um, the only thing minutes. I wanted to mention was like uh, your uh, your business, man. Um, uh-huh. I, w- I want to plug it. Because a small business, gotta love it over like corporate greed and all that. <laughs> but also the fact that you have, it was one fifty five twenty. so we're definitely going to go over that if we talk about your business. 
Um, but the, the fact that you're able to do something and continually like, so my thing, right? Like when mm-hmm. I talked about like, if I had the space for it, I think I would get into like resin pouring and do stuff that's cool with that. Mm-hmm. But it's like not really something I want to do, but like cross stitching or knitting. Like I've, I've picked up knitting needles recently and I'm just like, fuck it. I want to learn um, because why not? But I can't see myself doing it like as an order, like consistently, I guess, because I usually, I don't sit and watch like TV mm-hmm. as much or like if I do, it's like while I'm in bed, like mm-hmm. cuddling up in bed or whatever. Yeah. Um, whereas like I'm on my computer. So my hands are busy. It's a hop around doing things too. It's not like you can't sit there for a long time and do one thing. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's helpful that two of my favorite uh, pastimes are one, watching movies and TV or listening to music and also a uh, handicraft. Yeah. So you have something that you can produce. And I know it's not necessarily something where like you want to spend a huge amount of time doing a huge project and have it be undervalued, kind of like we mm-hmm. talked about. But like what really got you started in regards to what made you finally say like I like doing this I think I'm gonna like doing it enough as a business and do you feel that the hobby is better because of the business or do you feel that it's like and what's the business name too because I, I don't remember the top of my head it's, I can't fine. it's uh, Cositas al Punto which is it's also in another language Alex. yeah and that's actually a really intentional point too because um, we did consider, you know, coming up with a name in English or coming up with a name that's perhaps a bit more approachable. But listen, if you can come up, if you can pronounce all sorts of things, you can pronounce cositas al punto. We call it cositas because essentially it's just little things that we've created. They're straight to the point. Um, also, cross stitch in Spanish is punto de cruz. So there, it's it's a layered name. Uh, to answer your question, um, so. I have always been a very crafty, I kind of reject that word, but I've always just been a creative person sure. and I've liked to, um, like my way of expressing my creativity has been through cr- the creation of jewelry or sewing or a mm-hmm. lot of fiber art type of work. And then my sister Gabby, who is my business partner, um, she really got into fiber art as well. So cross-stitching embroidery a few years back with one of her friends and so we would always just be working on something just for the sake of doing things. Yeah. And sometimes we would give each other ideas or work on projects together. And a couple years ago, we started going to a lot of craft fairs or like art fairs and markets. And it's a really beautiful community. It's a really great way to connect with other people. And um, I've always had and placed a lot of value in art and the artistic process Mm -hmm. and so it just felt like before that I never really saw a way in to marketing or even just monetizing the thing that I would do and like I was telling you earlier I would always reject that like if I would make a necklace or something (laughs) people would be like you should sell those and I would get mad I'd be like no this is this is for the, the purity of me creating and I don't have to do that and I still feel that way, essentially, but it's really nice to be able to connect with other people who are also people of color, women, queer people, people who have a lot of um, pride in their work. And so the fact that we were able to find a community that values that as well, like we have the same set of values, other vendors, like we'll talk amongst each other, we'll ask each other, like, hey, what do you think I should price this at? And like, let me tell you, some people will tell you, like, you're not pricing that well enough. You need to 
value your work more than you are. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of environment really made it possible for us to take that leap and finally do something that we've always talked about but never really saw a way into. So essentially community, we found that. And I think that's probably one of my favorite things about it because like you were saying, it's something that takes time. Right. It's not something that I'm going to crank out in a day. I could because I'm fast, but (laughs) I shouldn't have to. Right. And um, yeah, it's really appreciated. So I, I think once you find that, it's... I wouldn't say easy, but you have a way, you have a path to do it. Sure. The community thing is kind of neat because is it, it's kind of like a flea market kind of thing, right? Sort of. I think that like, um, yeah, you can think of it like that, but it's more so, um, it really depends on the type of vending opportunities you're liking to do. It, It depends on what audience you're you're aiming at um, right. we do mostly things in like the pilsen area or like s- the south side of chicago not be not as a rule like we're definitely open to traveling other places but that is again community the, the those are the people like us who you know our name is in spanish and people love it um mm-hmm. i'm currently wearing a shirt from one of or a sweatshirt from another fellow vendor who creates things in Spanish and it's people who look like us and people who want, have the same set of values and who want success for each other. Don't see each other as competition. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that negative toxicity in other spaces. So yeah, I think that community is important, but I also think that like shared values are important too. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, um, I'm working with a business right now um, through an internship at school and I asked them, that was one of the first questions. I'm like, what do you do with the businesses like local mm-hmm. right here? Because if you don't have anything and you're trying to compete and like cutthroat with every single person, man, like it, it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of cool that you guys can set up shop and then you're not just like, say the customers aren't there. You can still communicate with everybody and still kind of get that feedback because I think I'd be in the same boat. You know, if I, I don't know, picked up woodworking mm-hmm. and I, I made this beautiful piece, I'm like, oh, a hundred bucks but no one told me that that it was worth 500 bucks yeah. because people will definitely pay it. And I'm like, I'm happy selling at that, but I'm not price gouging people at a certain price. That'd be valuable information to know. Yeah. And it, it, it really is. It's, there's no gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, I'm not trying to make it sound like, Oh, it's so like flowery and beautiful, yeah, right? I'm sure perfect. there's drama and all sorts of stuff, but it really is a, a great environment for if you want to build that community, if you want to just do your thing, set up your table and put your headphones on until somebody comes. Yeah. Great. But if you really want to build that up as well, there's woodworkers, there's leather workers, there's people who do all sorts of stuff. It's kind of cool too. I've always said having a hobby that you can then also, because like, let's be honest, if you were to cross stitch every single day and make another piece or like, because you do earrings, you guys do... Oh, yeah, you should probably say what the business is. <laughs> yeah, so we do fiber arts and accessories. That's, like, the most general way of describing it. So cross-stitching, embroidery, felt work, jewelry making. Um, yeah, that's just a very general and broad way of doing that. So it's something that there are machines that are created to do that kind of work, mm-hmm. but all of our stuff is handmade. Right. And... You know, I'm on one person, well, we're two people, but we also have 
day jobs and, and lives. Yeah. Other things, sleeping sometimes happens. <laughs> so yeah, there's um there's a thing like there's a term called slow fashion where you're not it's not fast fashion, you're not just making cheap items that go out into the world. And that's the same thing here, which is like a slower art. It's one that you are putting a lot of effort into. And if it takes you 20 minutes or if it takes you three months. Right. It's what it takes. It's what it takes. See, I, and I like that too, because again, you are doing something that you like doing anyway. You're just kind of redirecting yourself a little bit. You know, talk to yeah. it about like the artist who's making different art to sell something. Sure. You may not want to take a certain request. But, you know, like, hey, you know what? Maybe I can push myself a little bit and try to do this. And yeah. the fact that you can produce something that maybe you wouldn't have tried unless someone else had requested it or mm -hmm. asked about it. Like, and to get back to the point I was mentioning before, you know, we started talking about actually what you did. But, like, if you were to cross-stitch every day and produce a big piece or whatever and you can get to it, how many of those pieces do you keep before you just start handing them out anyway? <laughs> that's a good question um depending so like I brought you both a gift today when I showed up and that was more so because since this is something that I've created even if it goes to somebody that I'll never see again mm -hmm. I know that they have something that I have put effort into and so sometimes yeah if I'm going to go see somebody that I care about or somebody that I, that I would like to give a gift to yes I'll, I'll take them something that we've made um but no, I've, like, what we're talking about, like, making a blanket and leaving it. I've definitely done that. I had a piece, actually, this last weekend that I've had for probably eight months, mm -hmm. and it finally sold. Um, but it, it, at every show we've done, everywhere we've gone, there it's been. Right. And then the right customer came along, and they found worth in it, and they accepted the price that I, I put for it, and they paid it. Right. And could I have easily lowered the price? Yeah. Could I have given it away? Sure. But I just believed in it and I left it like that and it eventually, eventually somebody paid home. for it. Yeah. I, I mentioned that specifically because I worked at a call center and there was someone who just knitted like crazy. <laughs> the, the headphones they gave you were uncomfortable and she knitted everyone in that office that they wanted them. Like, you know, if you were cool with her, little like Cute. things to put on your headphones. They were like comfy in your ears. Yeah. <laughs> like earmuffs. So everyone's like, oh, you know, Katie. You're cool with Katie because you got a set of headphone things. And um, just how, how many things can you make before you like, just like, I want to make you this. I want to do something. Let me something. tell you, the, the yarn thing is, it's not cheap. No. Like the actual. Well, if you want things that do, doesn't scratch, yeah. Because like when I said I was messing around with it, like the green the green felt I have, mm -hmm. it was the cheapest it could be just to see if it was worth it. Yeah, that's, that that's that the bad. hard thing, too, because you might buy some cheap material to test, but if you buy the cheap material, it might not give you the full experience. Right. So I'm not sure if I'm understanding your question. Like, is it, do I get tired of it? Do no, I not necessarily. I, I guess that's just bringing up the point, like, you have a creative hobby. Uh-huh. And, like, let's say that hobby, so your stuff, you can kind of keep around, right? right. It, it's not super huge. But, like, if my hobby was genuinely, like, cutting things up with chainsaws to make bear statues. How many bear statues can I keep before I try to sell them, right? Yeah, so, like, are you creating for the sake of creating, but how often can you create so then you have just a bunch of bear statues? Exactly. Like, if, if you want your creativity to flow, do you need to keep space open and stuff like that? Yeah. For your stuff, I think, I think it's, it's kind of a little both. If you really want to keep 
all your walls and cross stitch and embroider and have stuff on display, I don't think it'd be that hard for you. But you compare that to like a blacksmith. How many yeah. swords can you have laying around? Right? Like there has well, to I be. I think the answer is yeah. many. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, I think it's a, you have to sort of outweigh what your space is. As you were talking about maybe wanting to look into resin art and right. how that would look. But do I have the space for it? Um, you really have to, like we are talking about earlier, like what are your priorities and mm-hmm. then figure out how you can make that priority a reality. So like, for example, um, I want more space because we're actually recently getting into silk screening and okay. uh, we took a really great workshop and we're really excited oh, about doing it. that and we need space for that. So I can't continue to work out of my tiny room which I can now because the my tools are ones that I can put away right even the things that I create are fairly small anything larger is something that's based on a commission I'm not going to make a large piece just for the sake of it um but for this I want to figure out how to make this a reality even if it is just a hobby for me and so that means creating the space if I didn't have a, a place to create that maybe I would go to a studio where I can rent space to do it, or maybe I can keep taking workshops to do it in that space. But essentially, it's just identifying what your priority is or what your goal is, I guess, if we if we were to phrase it that way, mm-hmm. and then figure out how to make that a reality. Because, sure, I can think of a million activities and hobbies that I would like to try, but I'm not going to go out and buy the supplies for everything every time. Yeah. That gets really expensive. And <laughs> yes, it does. You start running out of space. Yeah, 100%. Yes, it does. So it is a lot of just being realistic with yourself financially, what you can afford to do. Right. Um, is this a hobby that is truly just a hobby? And if so, are you going to spend you know, hundreds of dollars on it every mm-hmm. month? Is this a hobby that also brings you some kind of income where you can trade off? Maybe I'm not making any money off of this, but I'm getting some kind of financial support to finish that project Mm -hmm. that's an approach to it but it's really down to what do you want to do what is your goal what are your abilities to do it and what like how can you make that goal a reality even if maybe my goal one day is to have a studio where I can have all my products and have it be a working space as well but right now it's my room it's this little corner right and it's my kitchen when nobody's home you know yeah yeah, because Jenna, uh, she's actually running into an issue like that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're trying to start up her baking and stuff like that. And hey, it's good, but how many things oh, can gosh, you baking. bake mm-hmm. before you're cookied out for that, that week or whatever? Yep. Especially, like, I would eat a lot of the cookies now that I'm trying to cut back. <laughs> um, they, they will genuinely sit there for a while. And it's always like, man, I guess I did eat that many cookies because these yeah, cookies are sitting here too. for, like, a, a week. I saw something on TikTok talk about that's the only form of, like, connection I have lately – but I saw something about like this person who their goal is to be better at um, decorating cakes. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make a cake every time they make a video. They're going to frost a Tupperware box. Nice. Oh. That's and smart. that's what they do. And so then they scrape the frosting off of it and they might even reuse the frosting or just reuse that. Or they'll just have a cake that they have frozen and keep scraping that one. That's pretty smart though. So like, what is your goal? Is your goal to make... A bunch of cupcakes is your goal to learn how to perfect a flavor is it to perfect your decorating skills mm-hmm. and then what will facilitate you getting to that goal right yeah 
yeah, that's really smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never really thought about that because you do see a lot of like, um, for her particularly, like the flooding <laughs> videos, right? Like flooding. the sugar cookies. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you like uh, so scrap you, it, yeah. You wrap and like do the outline mm-hmm. of what your cookie's gonna be, and then you flood it with yes. the, the icing, and it. it's really popular. I don't know what I thought I heard. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's very satisfying to look at just having it go from like the little squiggles to just be very like smooth. smooth. Yeah, a super smooth cookie. And, yeah. and her issue at that point is, okay, we can do it to a point. Mm-hmm. But if you sell more than, I think it's 500 bucks a month in Illinois, you need to have a kitchen space. Yeah. Well, at that point, you have to decide if it's going to be a hobby you want to do for mm-hmm. fun. Is the $500 enough to cover the expenses? Or do you want this to be a full-blown business? And that... that I think yeah. every everything you do, you have to decide. Yeah, and there's also, of course, with any kind of food, that's a whole different conversation. And, yeah, I can use the same supplies forever. I've had some supplies that I've had. We actually make these little magnets that are, uh, like, a little cross-stitch inside. And we've had these little magnet frames for, like, honestly, like, 10 years. Yeah, and we've just know. had them in our little storage of, like, craft supplies and then we're like, hey, we can use this for what we're doing now. So realistically, I can hold on to a lot of things if I have the space for it and I have the mental space for it as well. <laughs> and then, um, but if I can't hold on to the cooking ingredients forever, I have to use them. And then how are you paying for the cooking ingredients and who is it going to? And are they paying you fairly? There's there's so much more to go into that. Yeah. Small business, man. It's pretty nice. It's a lot to think about. It's a lot. It is, and it's not something that you take into consideration before you do it. And once you're doing it, um, like you were saying, you took two weeks off of your podcast to, to, you know, get yourself right. I've definitely gone months without making anything. I've gone months without, like, selling anything, um, posting anything on our website or our, like, our our Etsy right now is empty. There's nothing on there. Why? Because I don't have the bandwidth to deal with online orders. I love them. People DM us. Very grateful to all of you. But I don't have the bandwidth to handle an online website right now, so I don't do it. Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully I'll, I will in the future. It's okay if I don't. Good things to come. I, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily, uh, the podcast isn't like life and death, you know? <laughs> I don't, if I don't post a podcast, I don't like lose my house or something mm-hmm. so that's nice yeah that's really like the stakes are not life and death so yeah. if you don't post a podcast <laughs> while it may be violating your own goal might be violating your own wish and like happiness you'll still have a place to live things will still be okay yeah. but that's it's also not I don't think prioritizing things in that way is always very healthy too because we don't always prioritize the things that give us our mental health either. So is this a thing that brings you stability, brings you routine, it brings you joy? If it brings you joy, it's really important too and it's not something that we should forget about just because it's not paying the bills or it's not keeping the house for us. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those are important things too. Those are all the things you don't think of until they hit and you're like, oh my God. Well, there are things that we don't put place value in. Like your joy is not something that um, that we always say is important because you just suck it up and deal with it. Yeah, that that, that comes from a lot of the uh, boomer stuff. <sighs> yeah, that's gonna be a button now. Okay, boomer. <laughs> I knew that was coming. 
The second one's going to be just the whole board is going to be bashing boomers. That'd be funny. <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> okay, boomer. But yeah, it's been two hours, guys. Oh, gosh. Is it's this like a two-parter? Nah, fuck it. <laughs> we do this live. <laughs> nah. We I'm do. reading that backwards, and I thought it said 2020. I was like, what? What if we're like in a pocket dimension? Where yeah, we've it's just been, been 20 hours. <laughs> we've been wow. podcasting for three years. Oh, my God. I like podcasting. Podcasting is fun. If anyone's listened to all two hours of this, uh, let me know. You should give them like a code word. Much appreciated. Dude, most of the time when I'm like, hey, guys, uh, follow this link and uh, tell me what you think of the podcast. It's nobody. <laughs> I, I will. I will. No um, it, guys. I'm going to go in there now. Emotional <laughs> damage. <laughs> I really want to just make like a whole bunch of different things, different accounts and stuff. I know I'm a bad cousin, and I um I definitely listened to the first few episodes, and then I don't know what happened. I don't know where I went. It's funny because well, you were podcasting, so you kind of know like the the trends and stuff with like all that, and Mm -hmm. it's interesting because if I did genuinely take a break in January, it would not affect listenership at all. Mm -hmm. Like no one listens to stuff in January. Sure, they get back to it and they they listen to and stuff, but. It's never something that's like... Do you post have, consistently on the same day of the week? Yeah, Monday's at 5 a.m. Sometimes I accidentally click 5 p.m. and then mm-hmm. I have to fix it. And usually it's like 8 when I fix it. But Monday's at 5 a.m. That's really nice because... Oh, I remember. It was... You were creating your podcast, I think, pre-pandemic, right? Um, it was right beforehand, yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember um, listening to at least one episode on my commute home from work. And now that I don't go anywhere, exactly. I work from home. Yeah, a lot of the podcasts that I would listen to, I just didn't. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until more recently that I jumped back into them. And I think that was probably it. Now that I'm remembering, because I'm like, I'm, I think super supportive. <laughs> Why haven't I been listening? I think it's because uh, even myself, like some episodes are crazy. Anyways. I stopped listening. To, <laughs> I stopped listening to Rogan before he went off, and then you start hearing these news stories about how all this stuff is popping off with him. Mm. You're like, oh shit, maybe it was a good time to stop listening. Yeah. Um, my uncle, I, he asked me why I started, I started, I said, um, because of Rogan, he said something like, what did he say? You I wasn't there that? for that. He said, like, <laughs> you listen to that. Every time he comes you to visit, I'm not there. <laughs> sure, you share that redneck or something. I don't know. He, he said something Look like that. Look me straight in the eyes and I'll tell you. Wow. <laughs> oh man, I am currently witnessing a brain melt. <laughs> But yeah, everyone, everyone who's like, why the hell is he your inspiration? Honestly, he was kind of, he was a bro. You know, we talked about that. He was definitely a bro's bro. But um, yeah, I think I'm obviously very critical of that Joe Rogan experience. I've never claimed to uh, be interested in it, but (laughs) I accept, I accept the flaws in the people I care. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I think that it created a real well, so my the thing that I find to be kind of frustrating is that I do really love true crime and people mm-hmm. will give you the side eye of the, your life if you say you love like my favorite murder. But if you say you like the Joe Rogan experience, you're like, oh, that's just you like to t- hear people talk. Yeah. Um. Again, misogyny. But <laughs> we're not going to talk about Joe Rogan, are we? Nah. No. I think I maybe listened to an episode. I haven't listened to any. Not for me. Why I mentioned it was because, you know, 
I would be in the forest and I would have all the time in the world to listen to podcasts. Why were you in the forest? Oh, that was mosquito abatement. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where I went, in, I went into the woods. And you're like, uh, well, she's like, me. why are you wandering around for hours what are on we end? Doing in the forest, so, first of all. So I don't know if I ever told you. So the job was pretty much I would go to bodies of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alex did tell yeah, me. I, w- I would, I would dip with a stick and it had like a cup at the end of it. And then I would check for mosquito larvae. So I would have to go and, you know, find these pockets of water and stuff. I loved it. Favorite job of all Thank time. Thank you for killing mosquitoes. Yeah. God bless doing yeah. the Lord's work, truly. Um, there were some times where I'd killed, like, <laughs> one of the workers said we were the Hitler and Mussolini of the mosquito world because mm. we, we, all of them gone. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know about that analogy. But <laughs> all of them gone. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, mosquitoes are horrible things. But yeah, I would listen to these podcasts all the time. And then when I came out of the forest, like, end of season, I realized that I didn't have the time to listen to podcasts as I once did because when I play games, I'm super into the game. I can't like multitask it like some people can. Um, so even for my podcast, sometimes I wouldn't listen to the episodes once they were live. Okay. Where Monday, I was going to ask, do yeah, you listen? I do listen, okay. but sometimes it gets a little pushed back and stuff. Like the Jenna episode I listened to before it was posted. Mm-hmm. Um, but most episodes I listen to it after it's posted because with this board, yeah, it, it records just as we hear it now. So it's not mm-hmm. a big deal to edit it anymore. Um, but Mondays at 5 a.m. were because I worked at Mondays at 7. Right. So I always had something Monday I morning love, to listen to. I, I have like my weekly schedules of what podcasts come out on what day. So it really yeah. sets the mood. Like I have like my TV show and movie podcasts on Tuesdays. Mondays are my historical fiction and my true crime. And, you know, every day <laughs> has its own its own theme to it. All I've been listening to is the Dateline podcast. <laughs> Because <laughs> one day again. I'll be that organized. Get, yeah, I thought you were saying one day I'm going to be that old. No. And all no. I'm going to do is listen to Dateline. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would but, I say that? Yeah, I definitely you wouldn't. Feel that. They actually said that, they said that podcasting was going to be on a huge negative since COVID because people aren't commuting as much and they wouldn't listen to it on the car rides. And yet every single person on this earth started a podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lie. And got pools. <laughs> for the pandemic yeah pandemic pools were a thing too pool like swimming yeah yeah where's our pool i know we can get one we, we didn't get well, a chance to when get i one. actually looked for one mm-hmm. they were like crazy sold out yeah. we um i think it was 2020 the summer of 2020 we really did consider getting an above ground pool for like a week you've got nothing to do why not right yeah my neighbors have a pool though and they suck so oh. no to the left or right? The ones with the pool? <laughs> Couple houses down. But, yeah. You're like, Podcasting. where? Who? Yeah, tell me their address. No. <laughs> uh, gotta go talk to. Yeah. I'll be right back. Podcasting is, I think it's very specific. It's very niched. That's why I kind of want to branch out. And I, uh, think, I think it's approachable now in a way that it wasn't before. Um. My short-lived podcast was one that we had to do a lot of research for. We had to do a lot of um, digging to really understand how it worked. Mm-hmm. And now um, you could do it on your phone. Yeah, you don't. I, you don't need equipment. You don't need all of those things to have a podcast. The quality you, of it. You can just do the recording app on the iPhone, mm-hmm. and you can just record it. It's yeah, not a big deal. See, I, I've seen definitely videos where people are like holding their phone and then just like and yeah, use the audio. Yeah, and stuff. using the audio. It's like um, what we're talking about. Like you have to choose like what your priority is. Your priority yeah. to have like great sound. I started it with like a hundred bucks, and mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, we're gonna do it. And uh, I thought it was so weird really at the nervous. beginning. I'm like. <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't want to talk. But you get comfortable with it. And like I said, I feel like certain episodes go by really well. And certain episodes, you know what to flow with. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you start getting that flow, it just it becomes something fun to do. Um, I told Sam and Jose. I could drink horchata forever. <laughs> that was a misclick, but that was perfect. That's, that's, what, the, that's what he said. You said, I can drink horchata I forever. Facts. Forever. <laughs> I, I told them, like, mentally, you know I'm doing very, very well when I'm re- recording podcasts. That's how I feel when I'm creating things and yeah. posting on our social media on Cositas al Punto because sometimes if if my if my brain juices aren't right, I'm not doing anything. But if I am, like, I'm posting stuff, I'm excited, I'm making a list of things I'm going to yeah. make, I'm looking for vending opportunities. Like, there's so many things that are, like, indicators of where I am at mentally emotionally yeah and i feel like knowing those boundaries are good for you like yeah. personally it, it also doesn't help the guest that was supposed to be on bailed on me like a bunch of times but boom and talk about that that really pisses me off emotional <laughs> damn it but uh yeah so it wasn't like i wasn't trying to post mm-hmm. but and then at that point i'm like well i don't want to rush and get something done do you only have guests on or do you ever do like solo um, solo episodes. The solo episodes never do as well. Um, you can tell. So an episode we record like this, it probably won't get 100% listened through, which whatever. It's a two-hour podcast. Um, some people like the shorter ones. Yeah, so I was wondering if you were going to maybe do like a two-parter, like so like pop culture and then like businessy conversation. Yeah, that's a good idea. I could. It's all over the place. Maybe I can see if there's a good point to cut it. <laughs> Three-part episode. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> if, it, if it is, um, I'll just voice over and say, and this is where we ended up cutting up because it's a two-hour <laughs> podcast. So I might. Previously on Zach Pack Podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's the sound clip. Emotional. Damn. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, I'll, maybe I will cut it. But uh, yeah, I mean, when you think of it, uh, I just want to make good quality content. Yeah, and I mean, that also goes into push forward. like making the most of what you have in front of you because yes, you could post a three hour podcast, but mm-hmm. you can also post like this. We're talking about pop culture and then we're also talking about like business and, you know, having, having any kind of presence on the internet um, during a pandemic. Like there's so many ways that you can approach it and you're making the most of the content that you have well the clipping channels um are fairly popular for Mm -hmm. like podcasts and stuff and if this is going to be the business half of the podcast um there are some streamers that i watch and i never really got into streamers but i started watching this dude named ludwig and smart Mm -hmm. um he's got some business things that he talks about and he's got you know the streamer house where him and his roommates are all streamers and they collab Mm -hmm. and stuff well one of the the people I started listening to like through that streamer group was uh, Jay Schlatt. And if you ever see a streamer dude with just like mutton chops, it's, that's him. He's the only one who rocks. Where does chops. one stream is the real question. Uh, Twitch or YouTube. Okay. But his, his podcast called chuckle sandwich <laughs> is okay. just chaos. Like if you were to embody chaos into a podcast, boom, that's it. Yeah. I think that's probably what it is that I'm not a big fan of those because I don't like chaos. Well, I Mo- like chaos in my uh, scripted comedy. Sure. Most people or most podcasts, they have structure. Mm-hmm. They have a structure, but it's so loosely based that like the chaos that happens when they mess up is part of the mm-hmm. funniness of it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like I love that style. Um, if I can do it one day, sure. If I try to do it, whatever. Um, but I guess that's just the humor I enjoy. 
But their yeah. their clips of like their random shit that goes on gets gets tons of views and it brings people to listen to it and it like everything that funnels yeah. into the main source of income, I guess, is kind of how you think about it. Well, I feel like I'm not it. sure like what the like how many podcasts you listen to, but a lot of them do. I wouldn't say it's formulaic, but I would say that for the most part, you'll have like if they have a specific um, if they have a specific thing that they're doing on their podcast mm-hmm. but then there's also like we're gonna banter at top and then we're going to recap at the end right there's always space for that because yeah people love that that's why i'm not just gonna listen to some strangers i don't know i, I eventually it's a parasocial relationship right like i feel like i know you i feel like oh you shared that story i remember when you were talking about right when you were working you know in the forest or these kinds of things you start to get to know that person and their lives as much as they're willing to share right and so of course it makes sense that those are the ones that if they speak to you because you like that connection then of course you're going to want to create something like that yeah i i tried listening to a few Mm -hmm. um some of the shorter podcasts which is why i always shoot for an hour Mm -hmm. i didn't like the fact that it was like 10 minutes break ad mm-hmm. then just 10 minutes again or like whatever it was yeah. that formula didn't really work for me and again if you're talking about what i've listened to the most it would be rogan beginning hey here are the sponsors mm-hmm. here's two and a half to four hours of uncut raw audio hey at the end and jamie here are the sponsors again and he reads the sponsors again yeah so most people don't like having end credit ads and they usually want it up front but the most profitable are mid-roll right he didn't mid-roll it he said i know what i have i'll do it at the beginning and the end you don't want just the end so i'll do it right at the beginning people can find out exactly where it's at Mm -hmm. and uh, i really like that formula of it and most of the time on here like this was supposed to be about pride and prejudice like in movie (laughs) you tricked me and uh (laughs) i would have come on anyway i know but still it, it worked out and uh i think the, the conversations we had beforehand mm-hmm. would have also been really quality content. Yeah, we talked about all sorts of stuff today. We've We're been all talking for hours. Yeah. But when you're able to have conversations mm-hmm. about passionate things, it doesn't matter what it's going to be because that's always going to spawn realistic um, conversation. Well, I think one of the, um, the biggest compliments you can get as a podcaster is like I was saying earlier, like you listen to a podcast and you think you're talking with, or you feel like you're talking with friends and you want to be able to join in on that conversation because there are plenty of podcasts out there that are not great because the people who are hosting them are not conversationalists. Sure. So if you're not a person who I want to hear what you have to say, but also the way that you communicate information, if that's not my jam, then I'm just not going to listen to you despite Mm -hmm. how great your concept is or how much of a nice person you are. Right. If um, you're not somebody who I want to put on in the background while I'm driving from home to work, I'm just not going to listen. Mm-hmm. And if you are a person who is a good conversationalist, you can have a great conversation on and off mic. And you know that person's always going to be somebody that you have, whatever you're talking about, you're going to have a good chat with them. Right. And that makes a big difference into whether or not you're going to be a successful podca- podcast host or not. I think that's valid, yeah. Super chill, laid bed podcast is the way to go. I think so. Well, we'll just talk about, um, you know, our tummies and the things that upset our tummies, which was a conversation we had <laughs> earlier. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still trying to convince him that we should do an ASMR one. Why do you like ASMR? 
Is it, do you, what it, is it, the tinglys or whatever the hell they call it? Tinglys? Yeah, like, uh, like kind of like, I don't know, soothing? Tinglys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that a thing that people, like, when you hear it, it, like, triggers some kind of, like, sensory reaction? Yeah. And you know what? I've always been, like, I want to say, like, my hearing's been super sensitive, too. Um. So, like, I really enjoy it. Like, You're also a really tactile person. Yeah. So I'm assuming there's also like a physical sensation that comes from it. And like the, like I was saying earlier, like the ones that I like listen to the most are like um, mukbangs. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, like really into it. And it's like soothing. Or You like, like the sounds? I like the sounds. Girl, you're wild. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you just hear that. Ah, no. I'm just no, like, no, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> there's a misophonia i believe it's called it's that you can't hear certain sounds so like even i have um a lot of vocal fry all the time so sometimes I, I also work at a call center and sometimes people are like are you okay do you need to drink something i'm like no i just have vocal fry <laughs> <laughs> like there's some things that i don't like to hear like the whole like really high pitch mm-hmm. i can't stand yeah, like, like it that. hurts my ears like or like Specifically, like, when we're driving in the car and only one window's rolled down and you can hear, like, the... <laughs> like, that that really... Hur- it hurts my ears. Yeah. So like, I make everybody close their windows or at least have two open so that you don't hear, like, the mm-hmm. like the pressure. And he's like, I think your ears are really sensitive. And I'm like, well, I mean, that might be. But also, I really enjoy, like, super soft, like, yeah. crisp. I'm the same. Crisp. Sounds. You like, like, the crisp. Yes, we we can crisp. do ASMR. I just don't think it fits just for the podcast. I know, it just be like... Yeah. That's one of your um your f- podcast networks. You're going to um, get... Watch it actually takes ASMR. off. Oh. Alex's ASMR oh. corner. <laughs> and now we have two minutes of my wife's unsolicited ASMR. <laughs> and we have two minutes of my wife's stomach after she's eaten tacos with too much and salsa. Nothing. This podcast episode is brought to you by Alex's tummy sounds. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know what? This is probably going to be a two-parter now that I think about it even more. <laughs> You don't want tummy sounds for three hours? I want people to listen to the tummy sounds. What if the third hour of this three-parter is literally just our tummy sounds? <laughs> I can connect my thesoscope. Yeah. You know, it'll probably be good, too, because for the first hour, I was, like, way back here, and the second hour is over here, so you'll hear some sound differences, <laughs> as if I've never podcasted before. I am sorry. Oh, we're good. I've no listened worries. to it. It sounds decent. Okay, cool. It doesn't have to be perfect. If it's perfect. I love that because when I tell you the amount of times that I'm like, I can't do this because not all 45 of the checklists that I've put on this, like I can only do it if all of this checklist is filled out. And if I don't get all of them, I'm not doing it, which is dumb. Just do (laughs) things. It's fine. Since this is the business half of the podcast, uh, I started Twitch streaming, um, but I was doing it in regards to like the wrong kind of ways or whatever like that. Like I wasn't just enjoying myself. Like I felt like there was pressure that shouldn't have been pressure. And of course you were going to school and everything. So I didn't want to wake you up and keep you up. But my schedule was like, I need to have this day be it. And that was part of the problem, right? Like Wednesday nights have to be co-op night. So everyone knows it's co-op night, but Alex would like go to school and I'm like, fuck, I can't do it. And it's like, I'm sorry. Just choose another <laughs> night for it. It's not a big deal. So like the more you think about it, the more it's like, okay, and like full disclosure, I bought a video game today. We'll talk about this later. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, which button do I push? Or do your um 
the coming back from a commercial. Like we just fought. And we're back. back. Everyone's uh. fine. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> yeah, I bought a game and I'm like, I bought this game strictly for the intent of streaming it. So I'm going to be trying to post either on YouTube or Twitch. I don't know which one I'm going to start focusing on. Um, YouTube. But to make content with it. The reason I like YouTube opposed to Twitch is because for every YouTube video you make, if you stream on YouTube, your icon becomes a live icon and you can click it and go right to the live stream. That mm. is fantastic. I've been watching these this guy's documentaries for weeks and now it says he's live. Let me check it out. Boom, you're right there. Yeah. I feel YouTube point. has a huge, huge opportunity there. And I think they're they're really smart for doing it. Mm. But um I, I feel the same way though. If if every checklist wasn't perfect, I felt iffy about it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to post the original podcast because I didn't have a picture for it or whatever. Yeah. I was just like fucking make one right now and i was i was in the woods talking to alex I'm like should i post it she's like yeah post it I'm like, okay i'll post it and i posted it and i felt better than ever mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and then push. once you do it you're like why didn't i do it sooner yeah, exactly how, how much time we got we are gonna have to start wrapping it up because karen's gonna be home soon and we're gonna make tacos. we're gonna make tacos i'm so excited for the tacos white people taco night except it's two three mexicans and a white guy taco night <laughs> I you're gonna end that and a white and i'm like whoa and white. <laughs> i'm not no. gonna say nothing i'm excited we have cilantro and onion right no i only have tomatoes and lettuce i gotta go <laughs> i don't understand how people comedy eat tacos like that i, I don't used to. you know what let me take that back because i'm not gonna lie some tacos or taco bell do hit but i will always prefer OG Mexican When we tacos. first started oh, dating. Oh, atotonilco tacos. <gasps> have you not had those? It's yes. literally yeah, tomato and lettuce and Italian dressing. Oh, I have not had those. Wait, no, that's not what I'm thinking about. I thought you just said atotonilcos. Yeah, I thought you said just meant the place. I've had no, they have an atotonilco ta- taco and that's the topping on it. Oh, uh, I haven't had that, no. Because I used to think like you. I'm like, cilantro and cebolla only. What are you talking about? But I, I can get with it now. Yeah. There's definitely a different... Like night, like when we have white tacos. <laughs> this, full, yeah. this is the fun part of the second part because now we know it's the second part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's always a fun conversation to end it. So when it comes to like white people taco night, like it still hits. Like ground beef tacos, like when mom makes it, mm-hmm. it's fucking funny because it's like it's a different vibe. It is. We got the hard uh, taco shells and then like yeah. the flower ones. You know, the creator of Taco Bell was originally, uh, he was the first one to do it too because mm-hmm. he wanted it to be faster so they can pick up and just fill in everything. Yep interesting well i think there's something i saw something earlier today that was like it's about your expectation if you're having expecting to have like amazing mexican food mm-hmm. then of course you're going to be disappointed if you go to taco bell but right. if you really want some taco bell and it that's hits. all that's you don't have any other kinds of attachments to it mm-hmm. it's great yeah i think for me it also has to do with the fact like if they add tons of tomato into it and i don't you're like tomatoes. You're, like you're not. You're not with the tomatoes. But no. with Taco Bell, you can realistically just get like. I always I forget think. to ask. No tomato, and yeah. I try to eat it because I know it's it's good for you or whatever. So like like in any food, like taco, like the Taco Bell ones, or like in a hamburger, like I'll bite into it. I'll eat a little bit, but once I get a too much of a bite from tomato, I'm like, nope, I'm done. But you need to offset the tomato taste. Put a little pepper on it. Try it the next time. Put a little pepper on it. See what you think. I'll eat them. Yeah, you'll eat them like apples. Yeah, Samantha. It grosses me out. I I used to do that when I was a kid, and not until recently did I reconvert to the tomato life. But for a very long time, I was not about like raw 
tomatoes. Mm -mm. I just want to say. It's just a weird taste. If if we took actual Mexican food and treated it like Taco Bell food and like just did like a quesarito wrap with actual (laughs) authentic Mexican like cooked meat, that shit would be bomb. Well, like, um, what is that one that has a drive-thru? Comales? Yeah, Los Los Comales comales has a drive-thru. No offense to this man, but comales ain't great. <laughs> They're pricey. They're I mean, I enjoy pricey. it for sure, but yeah. there's better yeah. tacos out there. Yeah. I like their chiles and vinagre. I used to work with the girl whose father owned one of those places, which is kind of funny. I don't even remember. And we never got free tacos. Right? It's a yeah, I think it's a franchise, a franchise thing. I think mm-hmm. we had eaten at her location too. I forget which one it was. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think Karen's going to be home soon. Which full full <laughs> respect because it is her home. Yeah, shout uh, out to our um, hosts, our cousins, and our hosts because <laughs> each of us um, do not have a home. Yeah, <laughs> so we, we have like homes, that. but we don't have space. <laughs> we, in our homes. we live somewhere, but <laughs> I live in a place. Here. I certainly live I do somewhere. not live in a box. <laughs> well, it worked out. We had the the house alone, and we could just record, so it was nice. Oh, the cute I haven't been signs. here in a bit, so I'm like noticing all the fun decor. Karen, everything's really cute up in here. <laughs> Karen does not listen to the podcast. Oh, I'm going to tell her. Oh, that'll be our, our Easter egg for That's Karen. Like at one, yeah. at one of these two episodes, you get a specific well, shout out. Yeah. Which one? I don't know. I don't know. You have to listen. And then she listens to all of it and she's like, that was it. You wanted to say my dog signs were cute? Come. <laughs> the whole decor. I'm noticing things. Remember earlier I was mid conversation and I'm like, oh, TV. <laughs> new television. They got to TV. And it was like out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. But uh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. This thanks, is really, really fun. Here. It's been fun. Um, <laughs> next episode, veganism and white supremacy. Or what? <laughs> I'm like, should I walk that statement back? <laughs> for, I'm like fairly positive. I'm, yeah, no, yeah, I'm back to it. Tune in on next episode. Next episode with Denise. Next, posi- next episode is Denise positive about anything she's ever said. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, it's been fun. It's two and a half hours. This is definitely getting split up. That's two full episodes. That's wild. Mm-hmm. But when you have a conversation rolling, you just don't want to stop. It's hard to stop. It is sometimes, yeah. And you know what? Sometimes, in the heat of the moment, it's hard to stop a podcast. Listen, I love to... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I, I love to show up. Oh, I was like, I, I love, I love, to, I love, I love, why don't you know what I'm trying to say? I don't know. We didn't connect. <laughs> Look deep into my eyes. <laughs> no, I, I, I live to serve. I'm happy to give you all the content in the world. Throw me another topic. We won't talk about it. And we'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, and we'll talk else. about it briefly and then just <laughs> phase over it. Thank you. Thank you for indulging me on. <laughs> Pride and prejudice. <laughs> Oops. All right. I'm going to start playing the music, otherwise, we're just going to keep it going a million times. Thank you for being here. Thanks for hopping on. Um, Thank you. I'm going to shout you out in both episodes, even though we talk. Yeah, we talked about it in both episodes, maybe. Who knows? Sure. It's uh, been a long two and a half hours. I don't know <laughs> where I am currently. <laughs> right. Well, we'll make it Have work. Have a good one, guys. Your link's, the link's in the description. Link Bye. and subscribe. Bye bye.